I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All righty, let's roll, baby. It's Ring of Gambling. Conference Tournament Week. Get you ready for one of the best days of wagering that you can have, as good as Thursday was. You get to do it all over again on Friday. Maybe not as many early windows because you introduce the SEC. You have the Big 12. You have the Big 10 cooking. The ACC and the Big East are going to their semifinals. The Pac-12 is going to their semifinals. So some will say Thursday is a better day, but you could combine Thursday and Friday together. And we rode the roller coaster. If you followed our picks from Thursday, there were some that you really liked. If you took Butler, we finally were on the right side of a Providence game. We liked the sound of that. Um, I thought Syracuse was going to get smoked. And I was pleasantly surprised that they pushed Duke. To the break, they had a one-point lead with three minutes to go. That would have been the stunner of all stunners if Duke went down in the ACC quarterfinals. But I did tell you guys, St. John's was going to give Villanova all they could handle. And they did. Now, St. John's screwed the pooch in that game. And by the way, that is a perfect example of a game where you can get a middle that's advantageous. So I gave out St. John's yesterday on the pod. I think it was in six or six and a half. I bet it. Felt good about St. John's up by like 14 points. I actually think I got my middle when they were up eight points. I took St. John's to win, or I, I took Villanova to win. Even money. That's the sort of stuff you got to look for. If you have a big underdog, you can really hit it home and nail, you know, a double win. You don't get those very often in this world. When you have the opportunity to do so, strike. Now, our biggest play today was a winner. The Virginia Tech win over Notre Dame. Notre Dame made it interesting maybe in the final four, three minutes, give or take. But laying a point with Virginia Tech, who was a seven seed, that was all you needed to know. Now, this is where I got to apologize, though. This is where I got to apologize. I gave you guys two games yesterday. One, I could not have been more wrong. That was Virginia and North Carolina. 
Virginia could not handle the size, the speed, the athleticism of the Tar Heels. And that game was over in the first seven minutes. That was one of those classic Virginia's going to score 30 points games, and there's nothing you can do about it. So our Virginia-Virginia Tech parlay ended up going down in flames. But we did hit the Hokies. We did not hit the Cavaliers. I'm glad that we ended up laying off Seton Hall and UConn. We almost threw in a bet on Seton Hall on this show. Thankfully, we did not. Um, and for the most part, it was a pretty profitable Thursday. But now we look ahead to Friday. And most of these lines are up. We're still waiting on a few. We're taping this right now. It's 12.48 on the East Coast on Friday morning. So the Nooners are up. The 7 o'clock games are up. Waiting on a result in the Pac-12. We're sweating out Washington as we speak. Waiting on a result in the Mountain West Conference. So those are two that we aren't going to have. But we have a bunch. We have a bunch. Okay. High noon. Or excuse me. The Big Ten. You know, this threw me off today as well with the Michigan-Indiana game, which I did not get to. Hoosiers down 17. Come back and win that game. Now puts Michigan on the bubble. And I think Mike Woodson's boys find a way in the NCAA tournament. But, like, I missed out on betting that game, full disclosure, because it was an 11.30 start. I'm dealing with the dog. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm like, shit, game started. So 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 on the West Coast. So buckle up. They're playing the Illini. Line open at three and a half, went to five. Now, I think Illini are the best team in the Big Ten. I think they're the most complete team in the Big Ten. I think the way you play this game, I'd look into Indiana in the first half. They played yesterday, emotional win over Michigan. I think they'll be ready for a half. They'll play hard for a half. And then you kind of see the Illini get their feet under them, get comfortable, and pull away in the second half of this game. I'm not going near this one because I don't want to lay the five with the layoff for Illinois. But I think you can find first half, second half value. So my lean, though, if I had to play the game, I would probably take Indiana plus the points. Because when I see 92% of the public going in on a certain side, it's just like a telltale sign, hey, I'm going the other way. Now you got A&M who beat Florida today, taking on Auburn. A lot of people want to get funky with Texas A&M. A lot, a lot, a lot of people want to get funky with Texas A&M. Why is that? Texas A&M getting 72% of the money as we speak. 72%. Line's gone from eight and a half to nine. I do not like Texas A&M's chances in that game. I do not think they will be able to handle what Auburn's looking to bring to the table, which is, hey, we want to get a number one seed. I and Auburn will not mess around in this first conference game. And I've seen plenty of teams do it who are high seeds. Don't think we get that out of Auburn. I think Auburn, at the very least, is going to be playing in the semifinals of this tournament. So Auburn is a money line candidate, I think, is a good play. It's a bad sign, and I don't like anything at 12 o'clock right about now. That's a bad sign. And I don't love Indiana, Illinois, and I don't love AM and Auburn. I'll tell you what I do love, though, the more. And I would be all over this from a spread perspective. Take Rutgers plus six and a half against Iowa tomorrow. Now, I think Iowa is going to win the game. Let me make that correct. I think Iowa is my pick for the Big Ten tournament. They have senior shooting. They're very experienced. Ken Palm has this line currently as an eight-point spread. I think they're off on that. I'm siding with Vegas here. Because Vegas has this line going from seven to six and a half. 
I think Rutgers can make the game ugly. I think it's one of those classic matchup type of conversations. If the game gets in the high 70s, the low 80s, major advantage to Iowa. If this game is low scoring and it's down to the wire and it's ugly, advantage Rutgers. I think it's going to be an ugly game. So I'm going to pounce on Rutgers taking six and a half. I like that play a lot. LSU, Arkansas, that is a low line, folks. That's one that I just circled immediately when I was going through the card. That line is way too low. Take LSU plus the two. That's what I would do. I think Arkansas will be a very trendy pick tomorrow. I think a lot of people are going to want to get on them. I will take LSU plus the two. 8-10, I'm not going near. You got St. Louis laying one and a half against the Bonnies. I'm not touching that. Fordham, who was good to us yesterday, laying, or they're giving, they're getting 11, excuse me, against Davidson. I'm not going near that game. I don't have a good enough feel for the A-10, so I got to look at numbers. They really got to be drastic to me, and then I could seize the moment. Now, in the evening session, we faded Providence yesterday. It went well. Unfortunately, we faded Creighton yesterday. That did not go so well. I'm grabbing the three with Creighton tomorrow night. I like what I've seen from Creighton down the stretch of this year. Even without their point guard, I saw Creighton beat UConn. I saw Creighton take down Marquette. I think they could shoot the ball well enough to be in this game. And I'm getting three points. The fact that this line went from three and a half to three immediately, I think that's a good sign from a Creighton perspective. And Ken Palm, who is not the biggest fan of the Friars, two-point spread on a neutral court. Two-point spread. Michigan State and Wisconsin. We had Maryland. We thought that line stunk. That line made absolutely no sense. And we were oh so close to seizing what would have been an insane cover. Didn't go according to plan. We ended up losing the bet. We get what we deserve for betting on Maryland. I will be on Wisconsin more. Wisconsin, awful loss. Wisconsin, off of the opportunity to go and win the Big Ten regular season. This is a game where you get their very best. Now, if you look at Wisconsin and Michigan State's head-to-heads this year, they split the matchups. Michigan State won at Wisconsin. Wisconsin won at Michigan State. Michigan State was getting three at Wisconsin, won a game. Wisconsin was getting four at Michigan State, won the game. Even we match teams. I think Wisconsin has played over their head all year. I can't see them getting bounced in the first game in a Big Ten tournament. So I'm taking the Badgers. Now, Miami and Duke tomorrow. I hope our buddy Kevin Clark is listening to this. His Canes barely got by Boston College. I mean, it took a perfect end-to-end pass down court and overtime hitting a layup as time expired. Otherwise, Boston College probably loses, uh, wins that game and Miami's bounced and they may be sweating the, the bubble with all the other mediocre ACC teams. Duke had their scare to me against Syracuse. They lost to this Miami team earlier this year. I cannot see that happening again. The line is at nine. I think it's fair. Kempom has it exactly at nine. And I think you're going to have a lot of people saying, oh, Syracuse, they're on their man. They pushed Duke. This is the no-nonsense game from Duke. This is the revenge game from Duke. I think you get a great effort out of them. I think you get a double-digit win. Take the Duke, he's laying a nine. Duke in a money line parlay with Auburn is a good way to go. I'll tell you another good way to go. Get TCU with the points. TCU's spunky, folks. They are spunky. 
Now, Kansas probably wins this game, but Jamie Dixon has made his mark on this TCU program. Get after it with defense. This is probably the best team he has had at TCU. I am gladly grabbing the eight points in that game. And I love Kansas today against West Virginia. That was one of our plays. Gladly loved it. I said, give me those points. They're going to win going away. I think they're in for a uh, good old slobber knocker tomorrow. Now, Pac-12, Colorado, Arizona. Lines move from 10.5 to 9.5. And the Buffalo has been my kryptonite. I picked against them at the regular, end of regular season. I picked against them yesterday against Oregon. I went to the well with the Ducks. Even without Richardson, didn't go well. I think a lot of people are going to look to fade Arizona. They had a scare with Stanford. That's a game they easily could have lost. I think Arizona, that, I think we may have to look into a Zona, Duke, Auburn, Moneyline Parlay. Who screws that up tomorrow? Who screws that up tomorrow? Don't see Colorado winning that game. But again, the underdogs in these conference tournaments have been really good. Now, I was curious about Penn State and Purdue. Penn State is shaping up to be the bid stealer in the Big Ten. Now, they got a lot of work to do. They're only in the quarterfinals. They got to get through Purdue. Then they got to get through the semis. Then they have to win the damn thing. The Kempom line for Purdue and Penn State is eight. I would bet that is what you end up seeing the line. Eight. In their regular season matchups, Purdue, put them once, beat them. 74 to 67. Penn State's been a lot of games, though. And a bad look for the Ohio State, uh, Ohio State Buckeyes losing that game. Bad look. Okay. Virginia Tech and UNC. The Hokies on my squad. It's a one-point spread. You know what that means, folks. We are 1,000% backing Virginia Tech tomorrow. 1,000% backing Virginia Tech. And Ken Palm has it as a one-point game. 25 in Ken Palm is North Carolina. 27 in Ken Palm is Virginia Tech. We will be on the Hokies. I kind of wish I rode Roger Sherman's Hokie future bet. That looks too cute with the Cavaliers. Because I do think Virginia Tech is making it Saturday night. I think we're going to have a Virginia Tech-Duke championship game. And I think Virginia Tech's in the tournament no matter what. I think they have done enough to play themselves in the tournament. Now, the other team that's trying to play their way into the dance, that's the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma beating Baylor. Another stunner tonight. Well, we have the exact same line that we had for the Baylor game. Seven points for the Sooners. I'm going to want to be back on that well. I'm going to want to be back on that well. I know it. I know it. I know I'm going to want to take Oklahoma tomorrow. Now, I'm going to want to see how the money moves. This is the early look-ahead line, if you will. But I'm really going to want to back Oklahoma if they were good to me yesterday. Now, time for some plays. What are we locking in? We're locking in Virginia Tech. Take them plus the point. They're beating Carolina outright. They will spoil the Carolina-Duke. Saturday soiree at the ACC tournament. We are going to do that. Now, we forgot about the second Big East game, which might be the game of the night. You can make that argument. UConn and Villanova, they played a classic regular season game. UConn lost the first. The second one, they were down big. They came back. They won it. It was a questionable call at the end of the game. The Villanova folks weren't happy about it. UConn plays defense like they did against Seton Hall. They're winning this game. I am taking the points with UConn. Ken Palm has it at a three-point line. I would expect the public to be on Villanova in this matchup. 
I will be on UConn tomorrow night. And we don't have that as an official line yet, but I will be on UConn. So our plays for Friday. So many games. That's the thing. Like you, you go through the card, folks, and you like realize how overwhelming conference tournament week can be. It's great. It's so much fun, but it really can end up being overwhelming. So our card for tomorrow. Rutgers plus the seven. LSU plus the two. Creighton plus the three. Badgers laying two. Duke, Auburn, Zona. Three-team parlay. Let's get nuts. And don't forget about the Huskies. Guys, gals, best of luck to your Friday wagering of college basketball. Let's cash some tickets. We're back. Same time, same place tomorrow. And the card will shrink. There'll be a lot less for us to have to navigate. But you got to keep the winners going. That's the plan. That's the move. JJ out. We get everybody. 